Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, August 2nd, 2023. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Feels nice out. Notice the days are taking a little longer to get going. Sun taking a little longer to get going up. Get a little sunrise on the way. Days are getting a little shorter. I'm not too mad about it. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your Tuesday? What's up? What's on your mind? Uh, I had a great Tuesday. We um, there was a lot happening at Airquois Park. We I just knew one of my friends, his girlfriend. She has a band that was playing, and I was like, "Oh, well, they're five thirty, seven thirty. Boom, we can go while boys are awake." Um, and it was actually before my cousin opened for America, the band, not not just like open for America. You know, kind of cool. We it's kind of colonial, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so there was a lot happening at the park. We went up there, and it was. Uh, turns out they were playing at a LMPD event. It was uh, like a back in the blue. Yeah, it was like a night out for the community or national night out. I think is what they called it. I, I guess national was their sponsor. I don't know, but it was cool. We got. I mean, they were just giving away food and ice cream, and they had bouncies and music, um, and it was great. Sounds it was like a time. good time for a kid. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was awesome. Um, had a. Gave away a little beach ball, and it's like, all right, well, we'll just hit this beach ball back and forth for 15 minutes while Mary's up there singing. And she was great. So had a, had a great time out with the cops. So thanks, LMPD. Get on the grid side. I like what you're doing. I like your uh, your oh, strategy yeah. there. That's, that's what you, you see, this, this boy over here. <laughs> it was a nice Tuesday evening. Wasn't too terribly hot. Glad you got out and enjoyed it in the park. What did Scoots do on a Tuesday? Many people are wondering. Uh, Scoots was a grown-up yesterday. He uh, worked after doing a little radio yesterday, and then I got home. My plan was to cut grass. I wanted to wanted to get it done pretty quickly. So much to my surprise, I get home, and Gil is already cutting the back. Unbelievable. Wow. Already cutting the back, and he's almost done. Like He gets done probably five minutes after I get home. So it worked out perfectly. I was able to cut the front yard. But other than that, I really didn't do a whole lot. I did buy uh, MLB The Show 23 last night. Played that a little bit just because I wanted to play with Ellie. 
gets hurt in the second game. Oh. Perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then can't you just start a new one? Well, I was, I'm starting a season or a franchise, so. Can, can you, if it's the second game, just start a new one. Yeah, but the first two took a long time. How many how many games are in the season? 162. Yeah, well, just you started two, just start another one. I've just got to hope that it's nothing serious. Yeah, but because he's my he's been my only offense. I can't get anything going. Franchise mode, you can just simulate it until he's back. No, I don't want to do that. I want to play them all. Yeah, uh, but if I, it, I don't care so much about the video games. Same. What what console is it on though? I will ask. PS4. That. PS4. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like Gill has really turned it his stuff around ever since you put him on the hot yeah, seat. Yeah, he's, he's gotten responsible. I'm I know. B- big proud of him. I think big you, proud you put him on blast when he didn't ask about your how your call went that one time or whatever <laughs> it was that you had going on in your life and he didn't ask. Ever since then, he seems like he's taken that to heart and he's a changed man. Yeah, he's he's done really well lately. Roommate of the year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Wow, would he say the same about you? Um, on account of I'm rarely there, I would say so, yeah. Best kind of roommate's the one that's not there. You're right about that. Well, good. That sounds like a great Tuesday. It was all right. You could have actually, probably actually, instead of playing the video games red, you probably could have pitched for the actual reds last night. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I, you know, the funny thing is, is that's why I ended up getting the game, because I started watching the Reds game, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to be any fun. I think it was like. Seven to two already. When I turned it on, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, this got, is not good." They got beat twenty to nine. Normally, if you score nine runs in a game, you're winning. You're right? feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. <laughs> when the other team scores twenty, no good. Yeah. Well, uh, they'll they'll bounce back. It's a big series against the Cubs and uh, NL Central. A lot of fun this year. How was your Tuesday, TJ? It was. It was fine. It was good. Uh, what did? Oh, yeah. Uh, we got so the. The toilets are replaced in the house. That has that has happened, um, but there was a slight leak in the kitchen. In the kitchen, just period? Kitchen ceiling. Oh. Yeah. Not a good place to have leaks. I mean, no, no leak is a good leak, but when it's coming out of the ceiling, it's was it, not was ideal. Was it out of one of like, uh, those uh, recess lights, too? Or was it just no. straight, like... Just like spot in the, the smallest slight little crack in the drywall. Like, you know, you probably wouldn't even notice it. And then just like a little drops of water coming out of it. Oh. It was very weird. And not that anybody cares, but it's, it wasn't, it's not from where the plumber did the plumbing. Okay. And it turns out we, we have a friend that's actually a plumber uh, and he wanted to do it. So we let him do it. We were excited about it. It's not from like where the connection to the pipes are. Where he had disconnected the previous toilet, and I had told him, I was, you know, he's not an older guy, but I was just like, you don't have to lug around those toilets. I'll take them. When you're done, just, you know, put towels under them, put them here, I'll right. take them out. Yeah. Where he had set the previous toilet, I think there was so much water left in the toilet. And he said that he drained it, but when I picked it up to take it out to the garage, it was not drained. Like, there was a ton, I got a ton of water on me, probably gross, nasty poop water. Yeah. That's one of those things, too, when you're taking a toilet out, if you think you've got all the water out, you still don't have all the water. Oh, I I can, I've got the the shirts and the shorts to show it from yesterday. (laughs) But I think when it was sitting in the spot that he'd left it, I just think the water had nowhere to go. And I think I don't even know if this makes sense, but this is the only guess that I have because this is where, like, this is all where it was happening. Right mm-hmm. above where the crack was is where the toilet was 
disconnected, but on the bathroom floor. And I think the water had nowhere to go, so it just drained through the, the grout and the tile and then just came down to the drywall. It's the only thing I can think of. I don't know what else it would be. Cause it, like there's no, Just imagine like a bowl of water where it can't spread out to the left to the right and spread out across the floor. It can only sink through something, which, and I guess it would have had to have been the grout. I've had that problem where you just don't – like you, things aren't sealed up as well as they should be in a bathroom or something like that. So Because I, I, had, I had this too where we got the kitchen done and came in and it was like, oh, great, we've got water coming through our brand-new kitchen. And it turned out that we just needed to reseal, uh, like our shower, you know. Like yeah, but I don't think this is like a. I don't. This is the weird thing about this, though. I think the water just was coming through the tile in the floor above it, not the shower tile. Had like nothing to do with the shower, nothing to do with the connection yeah. to the toilet. Like this is a spot that you wouldn't think water would come out of because it's just ground, just normal tile. But. Man, you would think it would need a lot of water to go through something like that. And that's what, like, when I was talking to the plumber, he's going to come over. He's he's more of a handyman than a plumber. He's going to come over and fix the the small little crack. And I'm worried, though, on that kitchen ceiling, he's going to have to, like, you know, you're going to probably have to cover it up a little bit. And mm-hmm. if you do that, with you're going to have to end up painting the entire ceiling because that would not be cool. Yeah, that would suck. But it, there's a chance that that may happen. I was telling the story to my dad, and he was like, oh, no. You're gonna have to get your whole ceiling painted. And I was like, I hope not. And he was like, Yeah, but if you, if, you know, when he repairs that, it's gonna stand out unless you just paint it. And then if you paint that yeah. one spot, then that's gonna stand out unless you paint the whole thing. The, I was yeah. like, Oh no. Well, so it's a mystery at I the will Walker say, household. Though, if you can, that's one of those things that, like, if you can deal with the one little spot that's different than the rest of the ceiling, almost nobody else will notice. That's, I, I feel like that's something that only a homeowner knows. That's probably true. Or or you could paint over it and then paint something else over that, like a UK sign or something. It's the ceiling of the, my the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. You can just make the kitchen fun. I yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd do a UK sign, but I could do like Sistine Chapel or something. <laughs> just a beautiful work of art all over the kitchen just to cover one small little crack. <laughs> Adding, handing Adam an apple. <laughs> Yeah, the Walker's house, the furniture was pretty average. Uh, everything, you know, not the best design setup. Like, you know, they don't have, they're not pros at that. Uh, but they did have a Sistine Chapel like <laughs> mural on their ceiling that was just an absolute it's stunning gorgeous. work of art. <laughs> See, our house has a lot of those like patchworks on the ceiling where it's like different color. That doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't get so caught up in the aesthetics of my house. And you'll, you would know that if you came over. Yeah. None yeah. of our furniture matches and I would just stuff like so. that. It, I, I do appreciate those scoots that mentality um, because that is very much a mentality of someone who doesn't live with a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm, it's funny. So my buddy who we're renting from, he came over probably about a month or two after we had moved in and he looks, him and his wife actually came over and they were looking around and they're like, man, you all keep it a lot cleaner than we ever did. And I was like, no, we just have way less stuff. Oh gosh. Way less stuff. I mean, they had two babies. Oh yeah, okay. We, oh, well, like we don't have half the things that they have. I was like, if they're just a couple living by themselves, how messy are they keeping this place? <laughs> that like two, you know? Just... No, I think there really is just something to be said about clutter. Potentially, yeah. which brings us to our morning pleasantry segment about the hoarder in Highview. Did you hear that, Roush? So that's was that's what it was. It was a hoarder. I, it, he was gosh, what was the wording they did? It was like high level hoarder or some or extreme hoarder. I think extreme hoarder was the word the, that they used. The uh, initial news alert I got was that 
It was filled with explosives, and they were just going to have to burn the house to the ground. Correct. Unless something changed. But, yeah, in the Highview neighborhood, which is right near kind of Fern Creek, in between, you know, it's closer to the Gene there. Right? Kind of, Am I like right Fern about that? Fern Creek, Newburgh, like it's one of those kind of in, in between those two things. Yeah, Fern Valley and like the Gene kind of runs along those two, although those are really kind of far apart. That's kind of the high high view area. I, I, str- I, I get high view and Hikes Point uh, confused all the time because they're very close to one another. Hikes Point closer, you know, to in, the water. So exactly. This one's a little bit more closer to the Gene. The Gene. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. Right, right in that area. Uh, would would this be considered South Louisville? Many people are wondering. It's more kind of southeast-ish, yes, uh, if you will. But they find a home with explosive materials and hazardous materials, and they're going to have to just burn the the house to the ground. So I don't know the four the the guys in jail, the guy who lived at the house for wanton endangerment. I don't know exactly what there's just maybe having the chemicals the explosives is that is that probably the charge and i also wonder too how much of it is just a bunch of fertilizer or something you know yeah or, i assume they removed it all before they're going to burn down the house that's the part i don't know <laughs> they, they are not that that's doesn't make any down. sense that's that's why they have to burn down the house it's because handle, he hoards so much stuff they can't even like walk through the house yeah, but if it's toxic and dangerous, is that the best thing we want to do is burn down the house and leak all that stuff into the air especially if there's explosives that's a fair point from Scoots. I, I don't think they're so much concerned about the air, and I don't think they'd burn it if they thought, like, well, there's a chance maybe. You It'll know, explode, they, and then like a, uh, all the whole neighborhood's going to catch fire. I, I would think that they would do their due diligence on that, but it is a fair question to wonder that, like, if they know the hazardous material is in there, why can't they get it out? Mm-hmm. If they, they obviously had to probably get a warrant to search the house. Neighbors probably complained, or maybe just I'm seeing a front picture of the house. It just looks kind of like a dump. Maybe the city said, All right, you know, we got to do a wellness check or something like this. They came in. They obviously saw stuff that made them nervous enough, but that's a totally fair question, Scooch. If they saw it, why can't they just go get it? Right. But they're not, and they're going to have to just burn down the entire house, uh, which is going to be a great opportunity for a potential buyer of a plot of, a plot of land in Highview. Build a new construction there. It's going to be impossible to find the comparables, Roush. I don't know what I'm going to do. The um, I feel like I've done appraisals in houses with extreme hoarders before. They're not fun. Still not the craziest hoarder we've had in the area in the last couple of years. The my du- my the, dad? The dude that was in Shepherdsville that was kind of doomsday prepping and had the sandbags all uh, over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. He went off the grid. Right? I thought he was and, off the grid. And he just was using kerosene, maybe not kerosene, but propane yeah. to like cook all the stuff. It was very bizarre. He kind of had like a fort built. But which one's worse, this or that? That or this? Who would you rather be? Who would you rather have as a neighbor? The doomsday. Is, is, doomsday. There, is there a picture of this house, the front of it? Yeah, it's just a normal house. See, and that's the part where, yeah, looks like just a stone branch. I mean, there's, there's so many uh, trees in front of it. Right, that's hard to tell. But I think I would rather take that than the eyesore and the guy who's – because I, I feel like the um, – Oh, no. Oh, knock your shoe off. Or else I, I, I feel off. like the guy in Bullitt County was, like, attracting pests now we're just because he had accumulated so much junk. Whereas here, yes, now you've got the whole two days where uh, LMPD and the arson squad and, you know, God knows who else 
are in the neighborhood. But, you know, as long as they promise not to burn your house down, like you, if you trust them to do a controlled burn, I feel like that's a much briefer uh, mess to deal with. See, I, I'm going the exact opposite for those same reasons. Scooch, what do you got? I was thinking the Bullet County skeleton man's worse than both of them. Oh, gosh, we got to throw him. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that guy. Man, yeah. all right, so we got to make it a, a three-way now. Okay, so you got Bullet County Skeleton Man. They came to this guy's house. They tracked him down on the web. He was buying human remains from morticians in this, like, network of just black market human remains. It was all that it was. He gets caught up in this huge sting operation like that took down 33 people or however many people it was. He lives in Bullock County. You've got him. They come into the house. They find skulls just like decorated place throughout the place. The dinner table was set with like human skeletons and skulls. He had a skull in his bed. The cops asked the guy, is there anybody here? And he said, only my dead friends. <laughs> this is a real thing that happened in Bullock County. You had the doomsdayer who had just, he thought that, I think he thought China was going to invade or something like that. Yeah, he. but yeah, just preparing for America's demise. And he had sandbags all up on his house, had his windows all boarded up, only one entrance and extra exit out of the house. Roush is right, he was like cooking his food with propane. I think he was just eating like rations and, you know, the stuff that doesn't go bad for about five years. Yet him in Shepherdsville. Now in Highview, you have the extreme hoarder with chemicals and potentially explosive materials in his house. Oh, let's add one more. Love, Mary kill. I was going to say, we could also, I, I don't know if this house was up for sale or not, but the, the one house on Zilla where they were selling all the stuff out of that was real creepy, it had uh, all the different rooms, odd layout, but that wasn't much of a hoarder. They were just yeah. selling stuff off Amazon. Yeah. But, but um, let's, let's stick with okay. these three and so, do the, the Love, Mary, Mary kill game. Okay. Um, I am going to kill... Uh, you know, of course, figuratively. Right, right. I'm out on skeleton guy. Yeah, that's yeah. the same way I was same. going. I think yep. we're all in agreement. Kill. I'm the marrying. Skeleton guy might want that. I'm know? marrying the doomsday. And I'm loving the chemical guy. For no other reason besides you just have to pick him. Yeah, I think I might love on the doomsday guy just to get in and out. <laughs> kind of want to see that, but I don't want to live in that. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I think I would marry doomsday guy Ooh. just because I'm hoping I'm hopeful that one of those explosives goes off and just ends it. But I love the the guy that's going off the grid because that's I mean I'm kind of the same way. He doesn't have to talk to anybody. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. Maybe the correct answer would be love on the skeleton guy just because that would be quite the experience. He needs some love and it he sounds like really from humans, alive <laughs> humans that would be. But does he want that? that that's why I I would rather live next to the doomsdayer than the explosive guy because who you know? Who knows when those? Who knows when the wrong thing would would happen in that house? And boom, the doomsdayer. He's just keeping to himself, minding yeah, his own beeswax. Just, he didn't want anything to do with it. I you. would get so annoyed with. It's like I, a spider. They're the, more scared of you than you are of it. The eyesore of it all, though. I mean, those sandbags and the water that was mixed into it. It was gross. It 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 it, it looked like it smelled. I would say that was definitely the worst eyesore house. The skeleton guy kept a pretty tidy outside exterior. Yeah. You know? Inside, though. He wasn't too busy talking to dead human remains. He was doing some landscaping. Maybe with their help. It's got <laughs> their motivation for sure. Uh, weird stuff going on in Jefferson and surrounding counties here in Kentucky regarding homes. But, yes, that was some news from, from Louisville yesterday. So shout out to the Highview neighborhood.
Roush, it was not a great Tuesday for UK football. Nope. Uh, you, you had given us a little bit of a heads up on one of the pieces of news, really both of them, that maybe they weren't going to be great a great day for Kentucky. We're going to come back. We're going to tell you what went wrong. And Roush just flat out said it yesterday. It's embarrassing. He's going to detail more about it. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Do not stop. Do not forget to stop in at Thornton's to get your Wednesday started the right way. Roush has an update on Thornton's. Mm -hmm. I've got questions on it. We're we're teasing the football interview. This is we're going to do a Thornton's ad right now, but this is actually legitimate. Roush tried the buffalo chicken sandwich. Told Scoots he had to try it. Now both have eaten Thornton's new spicy buffalo chicken sandwich. Here's the review. Scoots, I did the breakfast version when I went to pick oh, up my really? Mega Millions. Um, I was wondering how you got one so early. Yes, they 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 put the spicy chicken on the biscuit and good, but man, I I was just I typically these institutions like to say it's spicy and it's not really spicy, um, but it it's glad I had water in the car. So it lit my ass up. So did yours have cheese on it? No, it's just chicken. And okay, biscuit. so I think the chicken sandwich, the actual chicken sandwich, is probably hotter. Oh, because it had like this jalapeno cheese on it. Oh wow! So it's it was just pepper jack cheese uh, or pepper jack. Yeah. So I was gonna go ask them if if it's possible to get it without the cheese. Oh, pepper jack cheese does isn't that spicy? I, well, no, it's not. I'm just I'm not a big cheese guy it on is chicken. Like a ghost pepper jalapeno I'm, cheese could I, be. I'm not big on cheese on chicken sandwiches as it is. So I think it just might be more enjoyable without Fair. the cheese. If they've got like fancy jalapeno ghost pepper cheese at Thornton's, I'm gonna start taking just like nice dinners there. By the way, go take the family. You know it's hot because it's called the extra spicy chicken sandwich. Wow! So they're letting people know like you're used to your spicy chicken sandwiches. This is extra spicy. These two acted like it. Our group message thread yesterday, they were like, "Oh, you said it. I'm breathing fire. You weren't lying." It was good though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's just uh, we're we're preparing our listeners because this is something that's right true. up your alley, that's, TJ. You, I, you would I, love it. I literally almost, when you all were texting about it, just stopped what I was doing, drove to my closest <laughs> Thornton's, but I had to get some work done, and uh, then ended up not making it over there the rest of the day. So today, you, I'll, I'll get it. I'll if, grab it today. If, if you like some spice, it'll it, it's very nice. Very. Should nice. I wait for around lunchtime and get the one with the cheese, or should yeah. uh, is the biscuit going to suffice right after the radio show? No, nah, I get the sandwich for lunch. What does Roush think? I don't know. I'm Roush biscuit, but I also like. I guess all I could always do options. a little bofa. Yeah. So was the biscuit just the chicken? Yeah, it's just chicken okay. biscuit. Yeah, I didn't gotcha. realize that it was available. I was like, because I, I also did the thing too, TJ, where I'm like, do I really want to get something to eat? And it's like, ah. yeah, you better though. And also, oh, this is new. I've got to try it. So yeah. you went ahead and, and did it. Yeah. Well, good. I'm gonna be trying mine today. Thornton's. It's. It's good. It's legitimately good food. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be right back after this. Okay. How did I get here? Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. What can I do with five dollars? Gee, I don't know. Buy a bullet and rent a gun.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Get those texts into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. You text it into the show, we'll read it on air. We, I don't think we finished the text line yesterday, but we'll we'll get around to it. Yeah. Not too, not too worried about that no, no. today. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got plenty to get to. I am a little bit more worried about the poopy UK football day they had yesterday, Roush. You called it. They were looking like there was a chance they were going to lose a recruit that they coveted to Scott Satterfield in Cincinnati. Yikes. And then things didn't seem great for UK and Nigel Glover, but it kind of seemed weird because nobody felt super great about their chances. Some people had written Ohio State off completely. And then he ends up committing to Ohio State yesterday. Yeah. Um, the worst part, so I can I can understand the Ohio State uh, stuff, right? Um, also heard, though, that he's walking on. That was what people were saying. I mean, I imagine paying. They get a scholarship in the spring is what people were alluding to. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I guess if you're willing to buy one semester of in-state tuition to play for Ohio State. But, like, that's that's understandable, though, right, TJ? Competing for Ohio kids with Ohio State, it's just – it's it's tough. It's a hard sell. So, I, I – I, Nigel Glover, that happens, right? That happens. That was an unusual, unexpected recruitment. Would have been nice. Exactly, yeah. But it is an Ohio kid with Ohio State. The – the part that I just, I just, I still don't know how Jason Patterson picked Cincinnati over Kentucky. Scott Satterfield. Every kid that I've talked to that got recruited by Scott Satterfield at Louisville, they got the weirdest vibes from him. He was just like, "Yeah, well, Neil, you, you want, you want some Neil? I got some Neil for you." Like everything about him was just disingenuous, and it just, it seemed very odd. So I don't know how. And I and you know what I could even maybe understand if it was a Southwest Ohio kid, maybe not even from Cincinnati, but from nearby. Kentucky does well there, but maybe the guy wants to stay close from home. This is a dude from Florida. I I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. What's even more perplexing is that yesterday was the first day to send out offers, uh, official offers for people in the twenty five class, and one of the running backs. It's a backup plan. His most recent offer was Toledo, and he just doesn't have any offers from anybody. So that's, I mean, it's its not good. It's not good. That kid should not be a take under any circumstances whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. I, I really can't don't. You, can't you text your sources and be like, what's going on? You guys miss out on this player to Scott freaking Satterfield, which, you know, recruitments happen. It is recruiting. You're right. Behind the scenes, who knows what's going on under, under the table. But – yeah, the offer to the other guy was kind of strange. I've heard that – so Bowler is really only recruiting his rooms, running back and special teams. I'm sure when they hit the road, he'll do some contributing elsewhere. Uh, but I also heard that Liam Cohen played a significant part in this recruitment, which <sighs> – this is just a more broader conversation, TJ – Feels like the coordinators are heavily involved in day-to-day recruiting. Should that be the case? What do you think? 
feel like they should be in I spots. But I was going to say, it's probably situational, right? Right. But, I mean, I get if you've got Liam. I mean, I, I could see why you're losing, like you're slipping on this guy. If Cohen's getting stuff ready for fall camp, you know, his, he, he's doing some other juggling, right? He's the offensive freaking coordinator. You would, you would hope that he wouldn't be the point, maybe be the point man on like your big dogs. And Jason Patterson is technically a four star in the industry ranking, but like mm-hmm. he's not the top priority in this class. That should be another guy. So I, I don't know. There's, there's just some, there's some big picture stuff that I'm, Kind of worried about that showed yesterday. And not only was it that, but it was also yesterday was first day for official offers. And it was also first day to reach out to 2025 recruits where Kentucky can initiate the conversation. It's not the other way around. They can reach out directly to them. Correct. Did you see the graphics they sent out? No. It's just a schedule poster. That was what they sent to everybody? Yeah. Like most of these places send out personalized Mm. stuff. And... I guess I didn't notice. Like, yeah, because nobody tweeted him out until later. Uh, Isaac, Isaac Sals, who's uh, at Mail, offensive lineman, um, he tweeted I mean, his Coastal Carolina one was cooler than the Kentucky one. Oh, no. I mean, in the Kentucky one, they X'd out the Louisville game, I guess because he's from Louisville. But, like, do you want to act like Louisville matters? It just – I don't know. And how much do graphics matter? They don't, but the little things just – that, Usually an indication of everything else going on inside. Uh, yes, exactly. Like how things are being organized right now. And the biggest critique you could have behind the scenes is that things haven't been as tightly wound since Brez left. Was forced out, I should say. That's a much better way to put it. On his own doing, I should add. Sure. But um, that there's just there was just, it was just a very not good day for the Kentucky's football recruiting operation. Now, big picture-wise, I you know, I don't know what it means. But on the yesterday, it was just there was a lot of reasons to nitpick. And to add to it all, um, you know, Beamer just got a top ten player in the class from the DMV. And Dylan Stewart over Ohio State. Not as uh where is he from, that player? The DMV. Oh, the DMV, okay. Yeah. Yes. Washington, DC. You don't want South, you don't want South Carolina to get hot there. Yeah, because there's not a huge power in that area. It's like they're competing with Penn oh, State. Yeah. Kentucky's so. gotten guys out of the DMV mm-hmm. before, and it's always been nice when you've Just been able to do them. it. But yeah. if you can get a pipeline there, and let's hope South Carolina's not going to. But uh, like They got players there. So And it, then on top of just the crappy day for UK, not related to the program, but Jamin Davis, what are you doing? Yeah, and so before we get into that, into the details of that, just – to kind of somewhat put a bow on it, I think each individual, the thing with Kentucky football recruiting, individually, you can rationalize each specific thing. They all seemingly coalesced at once yesterday. And that's just not, that's not great. So let's tighten things up, reorganize. It's clear, though, that I think at least in the, if you're wondering why is South Carolina getting five stars and why is in Kentucky, I think it's clear that Kentucky. Their experience with those recruits, I mean, it's Keontae and a couple others. Mm-hmm. It's a big pain in the ass. It's a big headache. you got to dedicate a lot of resources, a lot of time, and then they'll still probably go in the portal. I think Kentucky's mindset is, let's wait to do our heavy investments until we get to the portal. And we can address areas of concern that directly help us right away. And it's, you know, and it 
couldn't just end up being a crapshoot. So I think that that works. It's a proven path that works. But just don't freaking lose anybody to Scott Satterfield anymore. You can't lose people to Scott Satterfield. That's just embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you can, you can you miss mean, out on guys Ohio State. You cannot get five stars. You can be a, re- recruiting in the 25 to 30 range, and people are generally fine with it. But you can't lose to Scott Satterfield. You just can't. No, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, you, you, there's like you, they could make some nil promises, and they should they could build a relationship. But at the end of the day, you're playing, you know, you're playing football. You need to play football for a coach that you feel like is going to get you ready for the next level. What running backs had success at U of L under Scott Satterfield? None. I mean, they ran the ball a decent amount, but they I ran the ball more than U of L fans cared cared for. It, it's just whenever we had had this conversation, Trevor would always mention some guy that I hadn't heard of before. <laughs> As like being better than Chris Rodriguez or Benny Snell, you you know yeah. he did his Trevor thing, and you just think, but that guy's not that good. I mean, Malik Cunningham was their running back. He was their leading rusher uh, and passer one year, and he also had multiple receptions. <laughs> I think there was one game where he was Javion ha- Hawkins, Hassan Hall. Javion Hawkins had the one big year, and then he transferred. Correct? Uh, I don't know if he. Where would he have transferred to? I don't remember him transferring. Somewhere around. I'm thinking of the guy that transferred to Georgia Tech from Bobby. And then he went and dunked all over him. That's what I was thinking of. Not JV and Hawkins. Gotcha. But Javion Hawkins, Hawkins I think, was like their most decent player. And, and he had, had one big year and then nothing. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh and yeah, you shouldn't it shouldn't happen any it regardless. So yesterday, not not the best day for UK football. Uh, uh, they've had good stretches though as of late. No yeah, need to be right. overly concerned. But I think what Roush is hitting on is at least something to keep an eye on. It just kind of seems like maybe they could tidy things up yes. around around the administration. Now now big picture wise, um that Luckett was quick to point out on, on our message board was like the biggest problem with recruiting was high school quarterbacks. And they got Cutter Bowley, and Stone Saunders is right around the corner on Friday. So they've seemingly fixed their biggest problem. So that's good. And Steven Souls, an edge rusher who's drawn comps to Boogie Watson, he's announcing today at noon, and it's expected to be Kentucky. So something, you know, it's not, it can feel pretty bad at times, especially when nothing else is going on in the calendar. It doesn't help that this is the last week before, you know, we start getting football practice updates. Kentucky football practice kicks off today. Um, we won't get updates until Friday's media day. Um, but football is going to be back. It's going to be nice to actually have stuff to to have on our plate, if you will. But uh, month from today. Not not an ideal way to kind of wrap up the recruiting season. At least for now, because you you did feel like there was a lot of things going in the right direction there for you know at the end of July. Yeah, it also doesn't seem like we hear about Cutter Bowley like recruiting as much. Maybe it's just not what media is covered, or maybe I'm just not. I don't think I even follow him on any social media for what it's worth. But he's not a big Twitter guy. Yeah, it yeah. just feels like other UK quarterback commits have done more active recruiting, soliciting on UK's behalf. And you haven't seen him. You haven't. Seen, maybe I just haven't missed it. Well, maybe I think, I've missed it. I think it. it's like Bo Allen was the only other one since Drew Parker. But Cutter's and no. Patrick Tolles was active on social media. And I mean, stuff. but that was 15 years ago. That was not. It's not 15 years it was ago. 12. It was 2011. Patrick Tolles. 2011. No. 
Patrick when, Patrick Tolles was well, I guess that was ten when years he was ago, recruit. thirteen. Yeah, okay, I get it. But yeah, uh, yeah you're right. I, you're right as yeah. a recruit. That's but, crazy. Um, She's released. Right, right. Um, but like that was our main talking. Like at camps, they didn't. Uh, it was just Cutter Bully showing up and throwing the receivers and stuff like that. He mm-hmm. was there for all the camps. He'll be there a lot. Uh, well, we'll get more of it once they start bringing kids back on the campus. Month from today, though, first Catter Day. Wow. In less than a month now, the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble. Email BigXScramble at Yahoo.com to lock in your spot today. $180 for a foursome. $160 for a foursome, excuse me. $40 per person. Elk Run Golf Club, September 1st. Shotgun start right around 915 I, there's no chance we get as lucky with the weather as we got last year. Last year, it was almost like one of the most perfect days of the year. But fingers crossed we'll get good weather. Uh, luckily, their clubhouse at Elk Run it's, is completely uh, finished. So enormous. if the weather's not good, uh, plenty of indoor space. It's huge. They can host up to 300 people in there. Get your spot in the scramble today. I'd love to see everybody out there. Big X scramble at Yahoo. Dot com. Do not forget, Kentucky Roll Call, you can follow on Facebook. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Join the community there. You can join our Twitter community, Kentucky Roll Call, where we post things that don't make it to regular Twitter from time to time. And we also have just recently started up an Instagram. You can see a picture of Braun Scoots from yesterday that everybody is just liking. Over. Yeah. <laughs> um so, so shout out to the people that followed along yesterday. You can find us on Instagram. Did you put a filter media. on that, or is that really how that's tan just, I am? That's how tan you are. Nice. It looked good, doesn't it? It did look good. I think the yeah. camera, you know, I think the way the light hits, the camera is, you look, it's a great picture. <laughs> that should be a dating profile picture. <laughs> put that on Hinge. And then she'll she'll uh, hit me up during the wintertime when I look like Casper and be like, well, this isn't what your picture looks like. No, I'm out. No, no, no. <laughs> Stay tan year round. Tan almost everywhere. Scoots almost everywhere. But we always say so. You can stay connected with Kentucky Roll Call, and then of course the podcast where wherever you get your podcast. Like a week ago, I was reading some of the podcast reviews because it had been a while, and we don't have like I think we had like one recent new one. They're but so feel, funny. But feel free to 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 add. We'd love it on the on the podcast. Leave Make us a rating and review. But I was like getting back into the weeds of some old ones from like two years ago, three years ago, and whatnot. Ones I'd just not seen before for whatever reason. And it's funny, like the people that give us two or three stars because it's like a legitimate review. Like it's they're like. I enjoy the podcast, but the fellas sometimes will talk too much golf and sometimes relive their glory days. Otherwise, not bad. It's a pretty good review. I mean, it's not, it's not that it's not accurate. Especially during like, the summer. So if we talked less golf and less stories of our past, would we have gotten a fourth or fifth star if we had just done one or the other? Uh, and then other people, you know, there's some that are just like, TJ stinks, Roush stinks, one star. And then a lot of nice five-star reviews. And then there's five-star reviews that still kind of slam much. Those are my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love a good five-star that just is a Mm -hmm. joke on our behalf. Yep, yep. Uh, There there are some funny ones there. So leave a review if you feel so inclined. And text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. I want to maybe just kind of – well, the thing is, the texts are going to get to some topics that I definitely want to get to on today's show. And just trying to juggle the, the content load here. Trying to figure out what the best thing so, is because we got to talk about. Maybe we do uh, reread some text. Okay, and then we uh, close out the final five minutes or so with Jamin Davis. Maybe maybe we do that. 
Oh yeah, we can do that. I don't yeah. know if we'll spend five minutes on Jamin Davis, yeah. but or two, but yeah, sure. That. We that sounds good. Let's okay. do that. Nick, just wait until Duke goes down the YouTube Vlad and Nikki rabbit hole. Avoid it at all costs. the wor- The worst part is, is Duke just knows how the remote works, so we got to keep the remote out of reach. And he'll be like, "Dad, where did you have the remote? I don't know where <laughs> it is." I don't know what YouTube Vlad or Nikki rabbit hole is. I don't. From the sounds of it, I don't think we want to. Sounds like Vlad and Nikki have a channel, probably similar to Miss uh, Rachel, Miss Rachel, but like just more annoying. Which we, you know, we aren't immune to uh, annoying shows. Uh, R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. But there was uh-huh. there, there was one uh, that I, you know I follow these like nostalgia accounts, right? And I'd seen something I hadn't seen for a while. Do you remember Beekman? If you pulled up a picture of him, it's like a dude dressed as a rat. It's very weird. And it kind of, it's like a more surreal Bill Nye the Science Guy. And man, I can't believe I watched that as a kid. <laughs> Just the in, the intro music alone was. I don't is, really remember what I watched as a kid besides Big Barney Guy. I do not remember Beekman. I don't remember that either. I watched, I too watched Barney. Barney yeah, was Big Barney Guy. We had, uh, we even had some VHS tapes of Barney for, you know. When it's like, oh, here's 30 minutes that I mom and dad need to themselves. Let me pop this tape in and do what you got to do. Which funny, I definitely do now. Funny story. I actually remember the first episode of Barney that I ever watched in my life. And it was, I didn't realize how cool it was at the moment, but it had Baby Bop and BJ in it. Which, Ooh. those two were never in episodes. Really? Yeah. Together? Well, they were, yeah, they were all three in the episode. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Shout out BJ. The also, name, right? Uh, wasn't that his name, TJ? Yeah. TJ? Yeah, I think that's right. Watched one of the newer episodes of Righteous Gemstones, and BJ has a moment. They just... That show... Everybody is raving about Righteous Gemstones. And I just got... I just fell behind last season and just never caught up. Dude, this season... I think it like rolled into football season, and I was just like, all right, well, this, this one is... is I, I think it's I can't best. tell you how many people I've seen talk about how good this season is. Because there's so Gemstones many parts is. where you just think like... Like, normally they wouldn't show everything, and then they just go for it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow. Um, phew, did, man, yeah, it's something. Something else. Well, with, a, with a description like that, I guess I got to check it out. <laughs> but I, I felt like, and I, I love Danny McBride, and I almost like everything that he's done for the most part. But I do feel like I had a, just a little bit Danny McBride fatigue in the sense of, like, Every show that he's done is somewhat similar in silliness. Yeah. Just kind of like under a different it, it's costume. A, for me, it's like watching Always Sunny, a binge watch, because there's only so much of that sense of humor you can handle because it's just it's just a lot. They go for the shock value, right? And uh-huh. you can, that wears off. If you just watch them all exactly, in a row. Exactly. But I, I'm going to have to get back into it. There's been been too many good reviews. Is Judy still up to some shenanigans? Oh, it's a great season for Judy. Oh, yeah. Damn, Judy. The, 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 the Outback scene, just still one of the, the all-time comedy show scenes, in oh, my opinion. really is. Really uh, is. All right, another texter on the Thornton's text line says, A national reporter? Come on! None of this would be happening if not for Matt Ryan and Shannon and Drew. They demanded Cal change. Cal change! We got our program back thanks to KSR Radio Show. Woohoo! I mean, we've got one person, too, that's really... They they actually watched the Goodman thing and are, like, trying to point it out with reason. And we're going to get to that texture. Texture, you can't use logic with trolls. You just... It's, 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 you're, you're, you're wasting your, your time and effort. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I've got a lot to say about that, but we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll we, to it. We, we will. Another texture says, "I respect it." Just helps juice the download numbers, and that's where a lot of it is. No, that's putting the segment up in segments, or the show putting up the in segments. Show up in segments, yeah. juice the download numbers. Yeah, because you're getting four downloads per show instead of one. Break this bad boy into 20s. <laughs> Remember when y'all first started and it would you would put it in by hours? Yeah. Remember that? The first only, hour, hour two? The thing that I... I, I, I never I, liked that. I actually would like that if I was a listener because I like shorter shows. But the problem was is it was out of order. Like mm. when your feed, you, would, you could potentially get them out of order. I also don't like super long shows, but... I, I just would rather, if I'm going to be at the office and I can just have something play without having to mess with it, then yeah. that's just what I would prefer to do. Yeah, same. Um, but I don't know. Teach their own. I didn't know about the juice in the numbers bit. That shows what I know. Hmm. We're not good numbers people. I, yeah, we, we don't we do not do it for the accolades and the awards, well, though. We never have. Which, by the way, can we get some award show for radio people where we dress up fancy? And yeah. Like, what talk they, about how great we are. feels like we've got a TV... Awards show three media, times a year. Media people just love to tell each other how great they are. Because there's like tough, an SPJ, how, how, how there's tough an AP, there's a Tegna. Like I feel like there's there's so many different awards out there that I, I just. I really want to win a Leo Weekly Award, Reader's Choice. Yeah, but we're not. We don't even get nominated. Speaking of no. Speaking of Award. awards, I was talking to the GM of Wave the other day, and we were playing that scramble. And we were, we got on the topic of John Bull, and oh, he was racking up his. He was. We were talking about all our favorite John Bull stories, and he was telling me how he recently went up to this lady. I, I can't remember what she was doing, but um, the lady straight up told her, told him, "You're not gonna win an SB off me, John Bull." <laughs> 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 Thought that was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Oh man, that's rich. Yeah, the thing is too with Bull, a lot of his stuff is really like he. Part of how you win those is just how they look, and he has great photogs, so it looks great. But the other part of it is he just does old school '90s stuff that people don't do anymore. Yeah, he puts himself in a lot of precarious situations. He's no longer a Packers fan either. Is he not? That's maybe his most precarious situation yet. Because of is Aaron Rodgers, he's he a really? Jet, he's a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, he just he chose Aaron Rodgers. Which is wild for Wisconian. Isn't he? Yeah, he's from there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is wild. Born and bred in the cheese. I think he was just very, uh, that whole situation. He's got to be one of the rare ones that chose Rodgers in that situation. I don't know. And then Rodgers takes a, what, a $32 million pay cut? What are you doing, Aaron? He's being a team team player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finally decided to be a team player, which... uh, Speaking of the Packers, Carrington Valentine, I, I do get annoyed by like training camp updates because it'll be like something awesome happens, and then two days later you get a quote about it. That you know, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not writing two stories about Carrington Valentine, but he had an awesome pick six the other day. He did, and he seems to be not off Jordan Love for the record, off yeah. the backup Elling uh, Erling El- El- Ellinger Ellen Ellinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's seemingly right in the mix to potentially play his way into the rotation. Not just be on the 53 main roster, but be in the rotation. Uh, elsewhere around training camps, uh, Jamin Davis might not be in training camp because he might be in jail. He, uh, uh, he's he got a lead foot. Um, and 
We saw this already with one of his other former Kentucky teammates from that 2020 team. Danny Etling, by the way. Danny Etling, yeah. which – how is that guy in the NFL? He couldn't he's, even start at LSU. He's third on the Packers depth uh, chart. Do you know who second is, just real quick? No. I, There's a weird association to Kentucky by another quarterback UK's had. Ryan Malzikowski. Uh, good guess, but no. Sean Clifford. Oh, Okay. Isn't yeah. that kind of weird? Yeah, Speaking weird. of Sean Clifford, Will Love is supposedly dominating. Yeah, the he, Titans. we we that that might even deserve more time. But he had it three does. touchdown passes the other day to start off their seven on seven period, including one to Justin Riggs. So every tweet I was seeing well. was just like he is commanding the offense, running with the ones. He he played well uh, yesterday too, so it seems like he's getting on a heater. Uh, but Eccles had a bad moving violation that's actually got him suspended this year. He was doing like a hundred and a forty five or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or right around his training camp area in the middle of the day. And then Davis, so Jamin had two. He was doing he was doing 85 and a 65, which okay. We we've some of us have had those where it's like, all right, it's 85 and a or no, it was 84 and a 55. So basically everybody's probably doing a 70 and he just got a little carried away. But 4 days after that one, he was driving his McLaren in front of a teammate. They were all kind of going to and from the same place. His teammate veers off the road, rolls, crashes. His girlfriend in the passenger seat dies. He goes through some stuff. And despite all that, three months later, he's doing 69 miles an hour over the speed limit. Mm. And now the judge is like, okay, enough. He was facing up to 30 days in jail. They reached a plea deal where he could do eight days of incarceration, which he would get there and probably end up doing like three or four. He'd probably just only have to do a weekend. But the judge rejected the plea deal, which that plea deals rarely, rarely get rejected. So Unless you're Joe Button, son. (laughs) But Jamin is now, I mean, he's the leading tackler on the team last year, looking for a fresh start with new ownership. And now he's dealing with legal trouble because he can't stop putting his – foot on the gas in his McLaren. Doesn't make any sense why these guys speed like that. Like, you you have all the money in the world. You can probably buy your way onto a racetrack. If you want to go that fast, get your car out there. I mean, Scoots, if you had a Hellcat, though, you probably aren't driving it. So I'm not driving 114 in a 45, though, Roush. That See, is out of control. Th- that, that's the part that gets me. Is like he was I might go 80. On, it sounds like uh, not a Dixie Highway, but similar. You know, like um, maybe there's a market for like more street racing venues. I know they exist, but maybe we need more of them. Or like, and, and I, I bet some of it too is Jamin Davis is from Lodawissi, Georgia. He grew up in the middle of nowhere where you could drive on two lane roads really fast, and as long as a tractor didn't come up on you, you could pass people and be fine. You can't do that in the DMV. On the beltway. So he's from Georgia, and you're having all these issues in Athens. I think you opened the first road course in Georgia for go. for the common folk. Hopefully, he gets it situated though, because this is a, yeah. Figure it out, buddy. This you, is you this to- isn't a contract year, but it's you want to make a good impression for the new owners. He could be leading tackler again, and then he's linebackers aren't getting the biggest paydays, but then he could be up for a big one next year. So. Hour one of Kentucky Roll Call done. We've got a whole nother hour, a lot of text on the Thornton's text line. We need to talk a little bit of UofL, have some fun there, and also, more importantly, national media is just losing their mind about the last month John Calipari has had. We'll talk about that as well. This is KRC on Big X, hour number two, coming up next. Future, 
Okay, over. I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. All right, I'm posting number Instagram post number three for Kentucky Roll. You better settle down, TJ. You're going to get people expecting a post every day. No, but you know, setting a dangerous precedent. You got to you got to load it up though. Just got to build. Just got to build up the base so it looks respectable. I got you. Uh, This 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 picture is of Little Howard, the rivalry trophy between. UK and U of L shows at Big X Sports Radio. Glad that we are back to having a U of L show on Big X Sports Radio and the Mike Rutherford show, three to six. Uh, I tagged him in the picture. Do you think he's going to care? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. You can follow along Kentucky Roll Call on Instagram. Go there, see a picture of Little Howard draped in his beautiful blue and white. I did enjoy UK basketball Twitter copying. The Croatian sensations post and just making a tweet that just said, Good day to be a Wildcat and blue and white. Nice uh, send off for Cole Bollinger. I know. He's leaving. Or... He was the uh, saying XI, saying XI. He was running the Twitter account. If you've enjoyed UK basketball social media content over the last good while, that's come from one fella, Cole Bollinger. He's moving to London. Mm-hmm. Going to um, get a master's in something. Um, at King's College, I want to say. So yeah, moving up. I don't. I don't know what one gets a master's degree in and whatever his field is, but got to be pretty cool to move to London. Be very cool. Big fan of Cole Bollinger. Nice guy. Nice yeah, guy. And he was. A, he's a UK football intern for the longest time too. He he did a lot of uh, their accounts back in kind of the earlyish Stoops mm. eras before uh, going elsewhere and then coming back to do Kentucky basketball. So and, and his brother, his brother Clay was, Bollinger, he was at UK as well, and then went, went to, to Tennessee, West, Tennessee, West Virginia, West Virginia, and now at A and M. Yes. So if if you need any secrets on Jimbo Fisher, oh man, I need to get some Bobby Petrino stories from that guy. He's gonna have some doozies. I bet he will. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the UK would get Clay Bollinger back into the to the. Got to got to have a Bollinger in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Got I agree. To. I agree. Uh, Got to have text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. The ACC football media preseason poll comes out. Have you all seen where U of L is ranked, both, both of y'all? I, I have. Did you, Scoots? I have not, no. Where do you think U of L would be ranked in the ACC football preseason media poll? Uh, I would say six. Uh, that's a good guess. Eighth. Hmm. I would have thought they'd be higher, I given it's that just a stinks. comically easy schedule. And, and Vegas has them as what the third or fourth choice to win the ACC. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's something, something right. like that. So I I was surprised to see that. Now part of it, and I know Louisville fans get much more worked over up over it than they should, but some of it is uh, a little bit of tobacco. You know, Louisville's thought of in a similar way that we think of Missouri. Right? They're not they're not one of us sort of deal. So I, I do think they aren't going to get the benefit of the doubt that most others will. I w- I was shocked when I saw eight. Yeah, it's 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 too low. They'll finish better than that in the conference. Although be hilarious if they didn't. Uh, and the part of the reason why they're not going to finish eighth in the schedule, Clemson picked to finish first. Yep. Florida State second. picked to finish second. Probably a close second too. North Carolina picked to finish third. 
U of L doesn't play any of those teams. Yeah. U of L plays, and this is in the ACC media poll. There was a tie for six, so you're going to hear the number six twice. But here's who U of L plays in the ACC bank based on where they were ranked in the media poll. They play number four, number five, number six, number six. That is Duke and Pitt tied at six. And then they play number eleven, number twelve, number thirteen. And number 14. Woof. They play two teams ranked above six in the preseason media poll for their ACC schedule. Two teams above ranked above six. And those two teams are NC State and Miami. Ooh. And if you look at uh, power rankings, uh, the drop-off between Miami and everybody else is steep. Mm-hmm. If you look at like SP Plus or FPI or whatever you want to do, uh, most of the teams they play are ranked 60 or worse. It's bad. Um, it's bad. But they, um, I guess they started practice yesterday, and they're opening up. Um, they've, got, they've got a bunch of open practices. I'll probably go out there. It's one day next week. Check them out? Yeah, maybe Monday. See Keontae Goodwin out there? Yeah, he's officially in the portal. I, I, I was confused by Matt Zenitz's wording because he's the first player in the portal for this cycle. I don't really know what that means. I guess like it's the, the new portal has opened up. But does that mean that he can't? I don't know. I don't know what all that means. But he was at U of L's practice with the guy that runs Aspirations, Jim. Uh, he's going to go to U of L, folks. I know that there's the family health thing added on to it. I, I don't doubt that he was going to head. He was going to get end up at U of L one way or another. Regardless, I don't think his time at Florida was going to be probably as a walk on overly at long. Least initially, he might do the same thing Nigel Glover did because I don't. I don't think he'll have any scholarships. But you're gonna that that news will come down the pipe sooner rather than later, and that's gonna be kind of weird. He will join. Uh, oh, what's the Foy kid's first name? One of the few in football and basketball or football to play on both sides of the Governor's Cup rivalry. Marvin Stone. No, like that was basketball. Uh, Foy. He was walk on at you, Spencer Foy. Oh, I yeah, never. He won the Governor's Cup at both schools. I think he's the only person in history to ever do such. Uh, on the flip side of things, when it comes to the SEC yeah, media poll, think. Kentucky's going to play pretty much everybody. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Florida or Florida's bad technically. Georgia, Georgia Alabama, Alabama. Yeah, those are yeah. you know they're going to be. Um, Kentucky doesn't get the same breaks in the conference that the old cards get. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other guys that transferred between UK and U of L in the Governor's Cup. None are coming to mind. The only one that comes to mind is the quarterback that was from Lexington that wasn't any good that went to UFL and beat Kentucky because he had Devontae Parker to just throw it up to. But he never played for UK. No, no, no. Yeah. But just that he had the Lexington connection. That was very annoying. And it wasn't Justin Burke, it was somebody else. Gardner? No. Gardner? Nah, it's going to bug me. Oh, well. Well, boy, uh, B. Again with a B. He, he he very much annoyed me. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. And then he threw at UK's pro day, though. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, let's want to get to the Thorn Sex line. I do. Yeah, let's get to it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter on the Thorns text line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. People will probably get more excited about Zevon's shooting, but his rim protection will be his biggest asset this year, in my opinion. I'm kind of with you there. Texture. I think we said as much on the show yesterday. Like the one thing you can probably, hopefully, bank on is that he's going to be able to block some shots and at least alter way teams are going to operate in the paint against UK. But reading more about him yesterday as the day went on, because he committed at like 5 a.m., 
reading more about him as the day went on, I, I'm kind of excited. Cal Bolin. Bolin. God, yeah, that guy's New is going to come back to me Do at some point. Like Cal Bolin. New started with an S, though. Uh, yeah, so I'm getting excited about him. I, like, maybe it's just irrational. It probably is irrational. I've, I've seen very, 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 very little. I've seen less tape of this guy than maybe any other UK player ever to put on the blue and white. Although, granted, there is, you know, once you kind of dig into the U20 stuff, there is more tape out there for him. I'm excited about it, though, Roush. I don't know what it's going to look like. Don't know how it's all going to work out when it's said and done. I was texting with some buddies yesterday, and they were like, there's just no way that this doesn't mean one of those two injuries is more severe than they thought. Probably so. Let's just cross our fingers, hope that it's not to be mean, but like if it's if one of the two is going to be out a longer extended time, you'd rather it be you gonna than you would Bradshaw. But regardless, you've got more depth. And it seems unlikely, Roush, although not impossible, given John Calipari and UK's track record with injuries, seems like you'll probably have a healthy five, hopefully at all points in the season. My And if there's foul trouble, maybe you can move Trey Mitchell down. You can just get a little bit more creative with things now with the addition of the Croatian sensation yesterday. The the changes for me are more so uh, I hope he can have a big game or two during that November string of bad non-conference games to give him a little bit of confidence because I do get the sense that there's going to be a there's going to be a learning curve with the increase in competition, and I hope that he can stay with it, and then the light bulb turns on in late January. Because he's probably, I mean, with these guys being injured, he's probably going to have to play a lot in November. And if he struggles with the increased competition, I just, I just don't want him to turtle shell, right? Uh, because he had those moments throughout, and you know, he had an awesome game in their playoffs. Um, but sh- yeah, during the regular season, it was pretty pedestrian numbers, aside from the shot blocking, right? It was like mm-hmm. seven points. Four and a half, five rebounds, and three and a half block shots. Yeah. So, like, if he's doing just that in limited minutes, uh, they can survive um, until the other guys get healthy. But I do think, though, I mean, the ceiling is so high there that if the light bulb does come on in January, that's dangerous. A lot of pieces. I've seen people on social media talk about, like, does this mean Calipari's going to shoot more threes? If he has shooters, he's always going to shoot threes. I do think he's maybe going to be more willing to let his fives float on the perimeter, but these fives can do it. Now, he has had fives in the past that have been able to do it as well, but those fives also, for the most part, with the exception of maybe Scow, but that was just a total misuse for the most part, uh, they've been better back to the basket. So I think Cal just sometimes defaults to, all right, well, if, if we can work that feature we want to have that in our back pocket anytime we need it. Go get your butt on the block. We'll throw it to you. You're three feet away from the basket. You'll get fouled or your score. These bigs aren't, with the exception of Uganda, and all of them are somewhat wild cards because we haven't seen any of them. But, and even Uganda, I don't think any of them are true back to the basket, traditional post scores in the sense of a Carl Anthony Towns, a Boogie Cousins, maybe not even a Nick Richards who got a lot better as his career went on at UK, maybe Uganda could fall into that mold. I don't know. I think Cal, to some degree, is going to play a quote-unquote different style or slightly different style just because he won't have the post-presence that he normally has, the post-reliability that he's 
grown so accustomed to, he's just going to have to let his guys float. Because if you're going to want to utilize them the best that you can, it's going to be away from the block, at least I think in a Bradshaw and at least in the Croatian Sensations case. But we haven't seen these guys. So we'll have to figure it out. We'll have to see them once they get healthy, get on the court, what they're going to do. But this will be, without without having any idea what it's going to look like, because it is the preseason after all, it's going to be a shot-blocking presence Kentucky hasn't had in a good bit. Nick Richards could block shots, but he was by himself when he was blocking the shots. Um, P.J. Washington and Reed Travis were not great shot blockers. Who do, who do we have to go back to before then, Roush? 17 had Bam. He was a decent shot blocker, yeah, but nothing really special. You, you really got to go back to 15, folks. You got to go back to 15 to have a front court that defensively should be able to alter shots at the rim as well as this group next year should. And just so folks know, the majority of good John Calipari basketball teams have some rim protection. This team's going to have it thrice over. Very exciting. Very cool to get to use the word thrice. Let's head on over to the Thornton's text line. Because along the same lines of UK basketball and being excited about it, not everybody nationally is. I think the text line is probably going to bring that up at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Interesting to see which national media member is the first to bite the bullet and put us in the top five. Yeah, you would think that that would be like a fun, easy way to like get a bunch of clicks too. Like you just do the other way, right? Like you you go the opposite, but seemingly they they tend to go the other way. Yeah, yeah, they that seems to be that the the way that it works. But I, I think so many people just have I've mentioned it so many times for those that have been listening to Kentucky radio, Kentucky roll call radio over the years. Off-seasons have been fun for UK basketball. Doesn't always mean that it's going to be a great regular season. Doesn't always mean that it's going to be a great March Madness. But you've you've felt good about where things stand when UK returned the National Player of the Year this past off-season, last off-season. We all were excited. We were excited about the pieces coming in. We liked that there's going to be some stability and a lot of returners, and that was all good. Cal has done a good job in the offseason making sure the fan base has been excited and national media has to say, well, this UK team's probably going to be pretty good. Top 10, top 15, always in that ballpark, sometimes top five. This offseason, Roush was the first like crack in the armor that, uh-oh, he, it, things, are, things are really snowballing. The fans aren't happy with the March results, and understandably and rightfully so. But now he doesn't have his good old-fashioned, reliable offseason to calm the masses, to get everybody ready for the next season. And the media struck, and they struck hard. They were just absolutely ripping Calipari. But I think that a lot of these media are old-school media, Roush, and they forgot that this is a new age of college athletics, and especially college basketball, mm-hmm. where it ain't over. It's August 1st, and it's not over. You had a dude from Ball State yesterday enter the transfer portal that I think was like second team all Mac. Mac. Like, this is a new age, and a lot of you were throwing dirt on Calipari's grave before he was. we were all ready to say goodbye. He goes out, he rounds out the roster, Roush, 
It's a roster that every UK fan should feel good about. Now, if you want to take the I'll wait and see approach, I'm not going to go head over heels. I've been burnt too many times the last few seasons. That's your right. That's your prerogative. You can do that if you'd like. But it's a roster that people who aren't just total and complete goobers are going to have to respect. And at the end of the day, Roush, it could be a roster that's the best in college basketball. Could be. Could be, but... Um, I think that's the wrong cough button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different mics. Bless yeah. you. It's, it's, it's complicated, but the... It's just a roster that it's gonna ha- people are going to have to put in the top 10. I get it if you thought everything was a mess in, in May. I did too. Well, I think I, there was some disorganization. Yeah. I think they just kind of weren't as in touch with their current players and some of the other guys that they should have been. But they figured it all out. Well, I also get it too if you've got a little bit of fatigue when it comes to this, um, you know, especially with the top five sort of stuff. I understand that. But um, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like a lot of the uh, the national media – hate that you'll get on it is just blind like i'm i'm, I'm doing this because that's what i've all like I, I i would just much rather hate than than stoke some flames of optimism and i don't really understand that but I I, I I just don't understand not being able to look at things objectively like i get it we're homers towards uk but Things aren't ever terrible, and we come in here and try to paint them as beautiful. And things aren't ever really, really good, and we come in here and try to be the heavy. I just can't imagine a life, really. It's not just with sports. It's just like life. I can't imagine having facts presented to you, and you just dig down deeper and deeper to try to ignore them. Unless, of course, it's a shtick, and you're doing a bit. Which I think all and of you're it is. Playing a, you're playing a character. And I, I, I agree with you. I do think there's a lot of that. But it's like a don't protest too much. You're doing too much. You're just losing all credibility. Uh, and that is, brings us to some of the absolute hilarious... Like, Jeff Goodman's broken. It's, it's, it, a texture brings up a really good point. I'm okay with saying UK got lucky with Mitchell. As long as we say uh, you got lucky with Mbaka. Beautiful text. I'm not hearing that word thrown around for any other situations where it applies. What, uh, what was it? Mbaka? Another texture said Big be- Z for the nickname, and another texture says Mike liked Reed Shepard, but not the rest of the team. Interesting. By the way, Which you is can't, a funny text as well. Can't use Big Z because that's what Zildjernis Ilgauskas went by. Yeah, so Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith. Yeah, we, we can't do Big Z, though, for the Croatian sensation. What, um, what, what we're going to go, Zivon? Mbako, why did he decommit again from Duke? Duke Lively, or not, uh, what's it, Phil Flopikowski Phil, Phil came back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you make a kind of good point texture, but like... No, the texts are spot on. It's a great text. Yeah, but like the situations are much different. I mean... How, between Trey Mitchell and Mbako, a player became available later than anybody thought, and an opportunistic team landed them when they thought that there was no chance prior to having that play. But the reasons for entering for being coming available are much different. The reasons yeah, don't the reasons don't matter, Ralph. Yeah, the reasons it's, don't matter. it's still Mbako still landed in Indiana's lap and they're lucky. Let's do another aspect of this. IU wasn't lucky. And Kentucky wasn't lucky. Did like Trey Mitchell was Kentucky the only school that wanted Trey Mitchell? Was Kentucky the only school that could get a twelve point no. per game role player well, in the Big Twelve? So 
big picture wise, like I'm, I'm with you, TJ. You're right. Like nobody, like you have to do work here because other people wanted Trey Mitchell, other people wanted Mbako. To call anybody lucky to get somebody silly, it's just in these people's minds, they've seen guy stays that wasn't expected, so player decides to go to another school where he's definitely going to have a prominent role versus. Uh, guy's coach gets DUI, Hall of Famer, unexpectedly retires, so he enters the portal. Like that, that was a little bit like you. You don't, you rarely have coach gets severe DUI and retires in in the middle of the summer. I don't think Duke had ever had a decommitment. I mean, I think they've had one or two, but that happens around the sport, though. And not like, a blue, not blue bloods. That doesn't happen. You don't have five stars become available decommitting after nearly getting on the college campus. That does not happen. Does not happen, and the same thing with the Trey Mitchell situation. I mean, you're talking about like completely unique situations. I, and well, and so here's the thing that we're doing that like we're going to do this because it's a sports show. But I have a hard time getting into because a lot of this, um, like arguing over Kentucky's offseason, is just people who hate Kentucky. So I can't take their opinion seriously, and I just don't listen to them. So like, and I think that's our best approach. For a lot of these goobers, the problem is, I mean, it matters less for Goodman because he doesn't, like, he's not as relevant as like most of these folks. I just hate that they're the only people that will talk college basketball right now. So they kind of do matter. And that's, I the, agree. That's the part that's very annoying is it's like, you all, like, why aren't you, Field of 68, they could have, they're the only people talking college basketball. Why didn't they do like, I don't know some to say nightly shows, but like they could have made a big deal about Global Jam. They could have made a big deal about summer basketball. Instead, they just decided to be trolls and do cheap. They trades. should have. They like yeah, I totally agree with that. If yeah, they like were, it's very lazy. They, they could have just been like, and they should do this. And, and I think Field of sixty eight is a cool idea. It's just unfortunately you got some of the biggest nerds in the industry, the ones that are running it. Uh, and there are some good. I mean, there's some. They're passionate about college basketball. I'm passionate about college basketball. We probably have more in common than we disagree with. But they should be taking these summer trips and turning it into content machines and none more significant or important than the University of Kentucky summer trip representing the United States of America. They should have been covering that left and right. And if anything, they should be going over the top of, like, these players were insane. But I am 110% convinced Jeff Goodman did not watch more than maybe two minutes of the Global Which Jam, I just, if and, even that. And here's here's the thing that doesn't that makes the least amount of sense. Being dismissive of summer trips because of competition, it's still the only thing your sport is doing in the summer, so cover it like they're real games. Yeah. I, I, but to the texter's point, all he was saying was that, like, if you want to say Kentucky was fortunate, that's fine. Are you going to keep that same energy with IU? IU's offseason grade, Roush, I saw that they had as, like, a B-plus. Would they give UK a D-plus? Well, that's because his what? daughter has access at IU. Well, yeah. and that's, and that's the what thing. it all comes and back to. And it all comes back to yeah. this. Their grind with Calipari is strictly because he doesn't give them the time of day. And this is an issue with just journalism in general. It goes outside the realm of sports. You, you don't normally bite the hand that feeds you. You ain't going to get Jeff Goodman saying bad things about Bill Self. You're not going to get these reporters saying bad things about the people that are giving them access. But if you don't give them access, if you don't give them the time of day, then you're it's an easy target. And I have always said I wish Cal did a little bit more with media, especially local media, more so than national media. I wish he would do more. I think he should do more. That being said, I can't ever imagine being so immature and so petty and just 
pretty much embarrassing as a human to treat people differently or cover people differently based on if they're if they're nice to me or not. It's, I just can't imagine, but it happens all over the place, and these college basketball goobers are perfect culprits, perfect examples of that. A texter said, this is the top five team and arguably, arguably the best roster in college basketball. Anyone who disagrees is either scared or wrong. It, there, there are not ten better rosters than UK is going into this. Season. Yeah, I, but I, I'll say that I, preseason rankings don't matter in college basketball. So, like, I would much rather fly under the radar and be doubted than being getting expectations to be a top five team. Yeah, but if you have the expectations going into the season, then you you'd like to think, Roush, that that team would then come March be used to the pressure of all that. You know? Yeah, I just don't think they matter at all. Uh, so, Scoots, I know you're. I, we're I'm not to, a big preseason guy. We're either, used to but. being in the top five. You probably aren't. No. Uh, Nobody no, had not. UConn in their top 25 last year. Yeah. They won the national championship. Yeah. So, And that's another thing is like these people are just so wrong all the time. And there's and there's no accountability, but like what? Do I want the, the college basketball police to go lock up Jeff Goodman for being dumb? No. There's no accountability. And I don't want people being fired for being wrong. But they'll just make their transfer rankings. They're usually ridiculous. Uh, they had Oscar Shibway. What was he not even in the top twenty the year that he won National Player of the Year yeah, as a transfer fun. ranking? And they're they're generally just not good at their jobs. But they they're Jeff Goodman's really kind of taken it all to a new level when he's saying that UK doesn't have a point guard. What? Who's gonna who's gonna have the ball in their hands? Anybody that that wants, but probably DJ freaking Wagner, who's gonna be a lottery pick. Probably him. He'll be the one with the ball in his hands. And then he has the audacity yesterday to say that DJ Wagner would have been better off at UofL. Jeff! Jeff! UofL won four games last year. They won four basketball games in a completely regular, non-pandemic college basketball season. In a bad ACC. A historically bad ACC. They won four basketball games. In what scenario would it have been better for DJ Wagner to go play for a program that won four games and probably lost as many significant pieces as they brought in for this upcoming season? Well, and maybe that's I think what he he'll means. Be better, but what is that? He, what his, his reasoning was, he'd have the ball in his hands. He'd exactly. Be, he'd be his, a man. his numbers would be a lot higher. Okay, his numbers would be a lot higher on a team that'd win 12 games. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's, if it's better for him and his stats, though, I, I do think that's a good take. I think he would be better off at Louisville. Now, if he's going for a national championship and, and maximum exposure, yeah, Kentucky's the place you want to be. Yeah, but, but like, the ball's still going to be in his hands. Yeah, that It will be, but and he'll no, be it, more assists. He, he would be able to shoot more at U of L, but if he wanted, but he's not going to be open. That, he's going to be the focal point of the opposing team scouting. Well, I don't know. That was the same situation with L Ellis last year, and he made it work. He made it work. They won four games. No, I mean, but from his his numbers standpoint, his numbers were respectable. His and it could be the same numbers. situation with Wagner. Sure, that's fine. Uh, Wagner didn't make a mistake by going to U of L. I don't think. And he also had the Kentucky. audacity to say UK would be better off without Wagner. It's just idiotic talking points. It's just things that do not make sense. If DJ Wagner wanted to be the guy, he could have gone to Seton Hall and stayed home. He could have gone to a small school. He could have gone to Iona and just balled out and scored forty points per game if he wanted to. 
These are people that are not to be taken seriously. And we spent too much time on it. Let's take our last break. Come back. We'll keep getting at the Thornton's text line. TBT Final Four tonight. Just uh, two kind of alumni teams, and one from Marshall, one from North Texas. Not the two that you probably would have thought to see. Oh, a lot of green, though. But a uh, lot of green. A lot of green, and they're playing for a million dollars tomorrow night in the championship game. We'll come back one final segment. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalis. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Show is flying along today. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Remember, Salsarita's two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthews right off Hubbard's Lane near the railroad's tracks. Both delicious, good. Download the apps and keep Salsarita's in mind for your catering needs. Scooch, you got anything planned for tonight? Uh, no, i got to go to work after I'm done with Hoosier Report today. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm up to. How long is Spears out? Uh, just this week. He needed a vacation, so. But he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's just not doing the show. <laughs> to my knowledge, he's not go- going anywhere. He is just not. <laughs> there may be some underlying reason. I know he's got his wife's sister's pretty sick in Lexington, so he's been traveling down there a lot. I don't know if that has something to do with it or not, but, yeah. Just needed a week off. A big fan of staycations, but I feel like if I did a staycation, at least like a couple of the days, I'd still probably just do radio. Well, and he, if I if I know John Spears at all, he's just sitting at home watching baseball this whole week. Maybe working at the liquor store a couple nights. That sounds about right. <laughs> all right, well, I've, I've missed him at noon. I haven't yeah, had, same. I've just been lost. Same. You're probably happy though. You get to hit the get uh, out of here a little quicker. No, I because then I have to go to the hotel, and I'd much rather be here than the hotel. So, yeah, it, it's okay though. It'll be all right. Yeah. All right, we'll get Spears back. Hope everything's going all right with his family. We got plenty of texts to get to. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Sweden will be the United States opponent. When did we figure out that match is? Friday. Saturday. Or, Saturday. Well. Today. So I guess it would be Friday, Saturday at 5 a.m. Okay. So, yeah. So wake up early, watch the women beat Sweden, hopefully. Did you all see South Africa last night? No, what happened? They, they beat, Italy, right? beat Italy and the girl that scored the game winning goals from racing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, but yeah, it was pretty awesome. Thimbi Katanalana? That sounds about right. All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> Brazil didn't make it to the knockout stage. Crazy. That is crazy. Women's World Cup action. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line action. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Got to scroll on up here. Uh, one texter says, no, I can't find it either. I'm so happy we didn't get Hunter Dickinson. 
Oh, man. See, it's just the crazy thing of the offseason. There's just so many different... What if Oscar decides he wants to come back? And if you're to believe what the experts are saying with Oscar, that initially he was out, and then Kentucky wanted him back, and then Kentucky started moving on, and then Oscar wanted to come back, and then Kentucky said, all right, you can come back, but then at that point he wanted to leave. It just seems like... So And then Kentucky kind of was going after Hunter Dickinson, but not going all in on Hunter Dickinson. So many different things that could have changed just the total trajectory of what this roster looks like, what this team looks like. But I don't know a UK fan that's not at least excited about the potential of this team. I don't know if you have the same group of fans that are like, this is, going, this is the team that's going to cut down the nets. But I don't also know anybody that's like, this team's going to stink. They're going to be horrible. One guy. I know, I know one guy that still thinks this team isn't going to be good. Is it someone other than Goodman? Yeah, it's a UK. It's a, a fan of UK. Really? Yeah, but I, I haven't I haven't seen the update since I haven't seen an update in a little while. I'll just I'll, you know we'll call him out. We'll call him out. I like him, but it was Mike Gandolfo. He was like, this team's not going to make a turn make the tournament. But this what? was before Trey, this was before Trey Mitchell. So was, this was also before Global Jam as well. Before Global Jam, okay. Yes. I'd, I'd be interested to hear his thoughts right now. now. He's a horse ra- racing guy. He, he wears many hats. He does. Wears many hats. But he is a. He, I think he leans UK. He does. Pretty sure he does. But yeah, he he was not big on this group of freshmen at all. That's crazy. Uh, he, he also doesn't like Calipari either. But I do wonder if he's changed his tune a little bit. Hunter Dickinson. If UK had Hunter Dickinson, do you still get Trey Mitchell? Probably. Do you get this international sensation? Probably not. UK would be have some trouble in pick and rolls, maybe, but maybe they still have some trouble in pick and rolls. We're not 100% sure. I would have been all right with Hunter Dickinson. Still to this day, I would have been okay if UK had gotten Hunter Dickinson. Not for a bad the, alternative. For though. the same reasons we said during that like brief flirtation. Like, all right, you yeah, you'd have some limitations defensively, but he is a good shot blocker. He's a great passer. He's a good leader. He plays hard, and he can score. Like, I would have been cool with Hunter Dickinson. I also, uh, Bobby Regan convinced me, okay, uh, to, to join on the, I'm happy Hunter Dickinson isn't at Kentucky. Just I'm also, he yeah. Demanded, he, he would have taken up a lot of oxygen. Agreed. So I'm happy that Agreed with the that. spotlight gets to go elsewhere. That's a good point. And I think it all worked out well for UK, too. I would have been okay with Hunter Dickinson, but I'm also happy with how it worked out as well. So Drew Franklin admits to listening to the number one Kentucky sports show in Indiana. When will Matt Jones recognize Roush's work on the airwaves? Um, it's it's like he's not allowed to. And I said, Drew, yeah, right. you're allowed to mention other radio shows. That's the most ridiculous thing no, of all time. I, I, I couldn't go during their guest host run because that's a I heart thing. Like they're very. But you can go on Vanetti and Dwight every news. week. It's not a sports show. Yeah, like that's that's nah, yeah. That's he, a new they, thing he, he can mention radio shows. He's not going to go to radio jail if he mentions another radio show. But that's like a new thing for their bosses. They're very much like we and that, and that's, see no hear no evil. That's fine. That's really yeah. dumb though. Like the idea that you're not allowed to talk about other radio shows, that you're not allowed to talk about other me- media sites that yeah, like, do other things similar to you. I just I hate people that follow that I, philosophy, I don't know, or I, don't, I hate that philosophy. I don't know if we could get any. I don't hate people. Like, I don't think if I if I was like bored, like if you were sick one day and I was like, Drew, can you just call in for 15 minutes? I think he might get in trouble with his bosses if he did. What? I know there's places that have rules like that. I don't yeah. know any places that say you're not allowed to mention other places by name. But yeah, I understand that there's like non competes and you're not allowed to do stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I didn't. Drew Drew likes KRC. Woo. So Roush, how do you not get in trouble? Because you're not on the show. 
Yeah, I'm not on the. I'm not on. I don't work for iHeart. It's the iHeart rule, not gotcha. the KSR rule. Okay. Which I have to explain to people quite often. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to see the news broke. So the KRC boys, I mean, the first to talk about it. Also, Roush, thanks for going back to the TV deal restructuring question that always confused me. Speaking of restructuring, the Croatian sensation coming and will Roush and Scrooge be restructuring the wind total bet? I don't even remember the wind total bet. As, are, that was with Trevor. No, let, no, me, let, me ask, let me ask you this. Why can Matt talk so much about his ESPN radio show? I don't know. I have partners with iHeart potentially. I don't think they are, but yeah, I don't know. You're going. I just, I just know that I couldn't do their summer guest hosting thing. But yeah, that yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't work for iHeart. I don't know the deals. But to get back to the TV restructuring thing, there was some news yesterday. Ooh. And, uh, George Klievkov, his big thing was, all right, guys, we've got a TV deal. What do you all think? And none of it's going to be on TV. Uh, the Pac-12. <laughs> Pac-12 is uh, has a tentative deal with Apple, and they don't have specific numbers that Pete Thamel or any of those insiders are reporting. But essentially, they're they're pitching to their member schools, we can get this deal with Apple TV that will be less than the Big 12, but if we hit a certain number of subscriptions, it will be greater than the Big 12, which um, I was listening to Ralph Russo talk to Andy Staples about it this morning on the way in. Can't mention other shows. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> The big thing is, so like, there might be some Pac-12 schools that are like, okay, you know what, this is fine, and we'll keep the boat afloat for a short in the short term while we go through this transition, um, you know, into a new college football playoff. Like, there's some teams that might say, you know what, we can get a guaranteed spot in the playoff. Let's sit tight. But this is a big gamble for. Uh, Let's be honest, TJ. The West Coast, they don't care as much about sports, college sports. As we they do. do not. Like they just don't. They they have they they climb up. It's not a subjective opinion. They climb up the mountains. Uh, they 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 exercise. They're outside. Like the reason why the Pac-12 network failed is because they didn't have the demand by fans to put that on networks. So now they're asking to do something similar, but with streaming. And basically, it's just I think it's just a big risk to. Take yourself off of, like you would have to go to streaming to find all Pac-12 conference games. Would Not you even, would you subscribe to a Pac-12 channel? So I get Apple TV Plus, and if it's five, included, yeah, if it's five bucks more a month, like because that's what it would be. You would have to add. You'd have to It'd do be an add-on. Add okay. So for MLS, it was seventy dollars for the season. How long is the MLS season? Too long. It's where, that, that's my point. So I can't. I'm bad at the math. But I think it's seventy dollars over twelve months. So if I'm paying five ninety nine and I have to pay an extra five bucks to watch Caleb Williams, I, I'm I'm I probably you will probably, do it. Yeah. But like a lot of people won't, mm-hmm. and most the, people won't. And the big thing for me, TJ, that would deter me is like. I don't want to change from – like, I just want to flip channels. I don't want to have to have multiple screens. That's the hardest part with streaming sports, mm-hmm. especially with, like, Watch ESPN. I can't – like, you you have to get off the app to go to it. I can't yeah. click a quick button. And that's why streaming is just a headache nightmare, and I'm kind of – part of my take will talk about it, but they're like, why don't we just go back to cable where they're all just flipping the channels? Because yeah. that's eventually what it's going to end up going back to. All the streaming will be like, what no, if that's going to be. That's just, what if we have one streaming that has all of the streaming under one umbrella? And it's like, oh, so cable? <laughs> uh, we've talked about that. Yeah. We've talked about that. That's like going to be the crazy, wild new idea. It's just like, yeah, what if you can just push in a number and it takes you to the channel that you want? 
And those are going to be like grandpas. They're like, what, what, what the hell? That's what we had. You kids ruined it. A texter says the prices at Taco Bell now are absolutely wild. I got two soft tacos, a beefy melt burrito, chicken chalupa supreme for $13 and some change. I couldn't believe it. Soft tacos used to be 89 cents a pop, and now they're two bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah. The days of dropping six to eight bucks, if not less, are simply over, and it's unacceptable well, to see. The, but the, here's the thing, though, Texer. You just have to be selective in your ordering. Because my, my big thing is is I used to just love to have a ca- chicken quesadilla added on there, but you can't. That's that's too expensive. They have some sneaky two dollars. Like some, back in the day, you could get like a chicken quesadilla thrown on for what? It was like two bucks, it seemed yeah, like. It was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But now... You have to be selective and like get like their new whatever their hey try this new burrito and they'll make that cheap but like a lot of what you want though is not as cheap as it used to be but that's <sighs> blame Biden yep you sure can and yep. hey salsaritas it sounds like you could get a much better meal there for even cheaper much I'm excited better. for the Croatian sensation if for no other reason then it'll be another big that will spread the floor he doesn't have to shoot lights out just well enough he can play a complimentary role similar to how Mitchell played in Canada but Mitchell's gonna have much more steady pop than and rightfully so than the Croatian sensation who can hopefully just hey I'll be very interested give us some shot block. can he can he pass that's one thing I really yeah. liked about Hunter Dickinson is his ability to be able to pass. And Trey Mitchell was awesome at it. Trey Mitchell's good at it. I, I have no issue. I don't think Bradshaw is going to have any issues being able to pass the ball from what I've seen from him. Can the Croatian sensation pass? Because that just makes it even deadlier. If you have a big that at the perimeter can shoot and also can dish to a cutting guard, it's going to be it's going to be a good combination. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I bought tickets to the Kentucky-Florida game a few months ago on StubHub, but I've heard people say that single-game tickets are about to go on sale. Did I get scammed? I'm having a bit of a panic attack over here. No, I mean, you. a season ticket holder, Brad, could have put his tickets on StubHub. Yeah. Um, you maybe paid too much. You could have maybe gotten Florida tickets. But, folks... Most I, of I those allotments are sold out. I, I couldn't believe it that UK still has season tickets available. Yeah, that's like your only way to get tickets. I, I, I promise, UK fans, if like I'm not saying do this because I don't want the crowd to be crimson, but like you could buy season tickets for that price and then make your money off just selling your Alabama tickets because you can't about almost game right Alabama now, tickets. and yeah. and maybe not like literally all your money back, but close to it. So you could theoretically get season tickets, go to every game but the Alabama game, and and probably go for free. Just just giving some folks a heads up on on that option, and they're gonna they're sold out of what is it Tennessee and Alabama tickets? I think it was yes. Like Tennessee and Alabama, you can't get you can't get you can't get single game tickets for them, but yeah. you can get season tickets for probably a pretty similar price that you'd pay to go to either one of those games. Seems like the Alabama game's a throwaway one for you, TJ. Well, I've got some issues with let's, that Alabama let's fill game. The Al- or let's fill Krogh with Alabama fans. There's going to be a ton of Alabama fans. <laughs> but the thing is, my, one of my best friends lives in Pittsburgh, and like we've been talking about when Green Bay goes up there, it's that Sunday after the Alabama game. So you're kind of playing it. And then is the Champions Classic that following Tuesday? Could be. It's uh, November, so yeah. I mean, that would, that would that would the math would check out. So like, I want to do all of that. I don't want to miss UK Alabama. I don't want to miss Stoops beat Saban's ass there at Kroger Field. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But then again, my buddy in Pittsburgh, 
good seats, go watch the Packers play. That'd be a lot of fun, too. You don't want to take me and Roush with and you? And then I'd, he would probably welcome you all. That would be a blast. Go to Accrature. And then I wouldn't mind going to Chicago. You're watch Kentucky take on Kansas. And what would probably be a really good atmosphere of a mix between UK and Kansas fans to really kick off college basketball season. So I've got to figure out my plans for that weekend. I don't think I'd say if UK is, if it's like a top 15 matchup against Alabama, you bet your sweet buns I'm going to be at the Krogue for that one. If Kentucky season has kind of gone terribly wrong, then then maybe I'll reconsider or maybe I'll, maybe I'll just go to Pittsburgh for that weekend. I don't know. Have to figure it out. A texter says, fellas, I know who I'm picking up for my undrafted free agent Stoops player, and it's Roush's favorite, D. Beckwith. I bet Roush has missed D's since he's left. Oh, yeah. A little Summer Talk Radio. A couple weeks ago, a KSR caller asked, what is their Mount Rushmore of UK football moments? Maybe do some basketball, too, if you have time. Have a good one. That's from Levi. My personal UK football moments. Do I have to be at the game? Levi football or basketball? No, I'd say just your he top said, four. He said football, and then he said you could do basketball if you have time. Okay. Uh, definitely, if it if it's so, you don't have to. Be I don't there. think you have to be there. No. Well, uh, several of them, I, I was there. The McGinnis field goal against Mississippi State—that was just such a fun moment. It was such an intimate Kroger Field crowd. People had kind of given up on everything, and then when that field goal went through, so much fun. Obviously, the Lamar fumble game—that just that was an all-time just day. Uh, that's definitely up there. Uh, and then let's just throw in two that I wasn't there for. The Missouri comeback, C.J. Conrad touchdown. That was the day of my Halloween party, and boy, that was just a real, real good time. Um, and then I'd probably go, well, this one I was there for too, beating LSU in 2007. Yeah, so yeah, 07 is up there for me because I got to be you know 16-year-old fan in the stand. Like That was awesome, rushed the field. Uh, then it's... The Missouri game, because I was right there on the field for all that, and that was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. The Florida game, being there when the streak got snapped. Um, and then probably the Citrus Bowl, beating Penn State. It's big four. That was a good one, too. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah, I, yeah. I probably need more time to think about it. By the way, something that the Rutherford Show did, and I just want to straight up copy it, I, it, it's not unique to the Rutherford show. And I think we've even talked about this during the pandemic, but like they do a game watch replay. I'd like to do that for our show. What's that? They just like watch an old game. They watch like, what was they it? They watched the Fiesta bowl or something. They watched like the Liberty bowl against Michigan oh, state or something like that. Finger. Yeah. They, yeah, they the, did that. They yeah. watch that game and they just come back the next day and talk about it as if it was like a live sporting event. We should do that. Except- we can do football. We can do basketball. You all can pick the game going into the, Football season. season Football yeah. rewatches just sometimes are a little bit longer. But then you just yeah. cut out the place in between. Need, yeah. If it had a 15-second button on the YouTube just to skip through the – Granted, though, they like taking into consideration what the announcers are saying, like showing the cheerleader. So maybe we just need to do the full-on broadcast. So we need to find a game that's easily accessible for KRC listeners, probably on YouTube, one that's full-length on YouTube. It's got to be – can't probably nothing in the last five years just because we've been doing radio – Let's do something a little bit, you know, over five years Would ago. Would be great if we could somehow get the the couch to yeast, you know, just because Alabama's on the schedule, right? That, like, would be, that, would, that would be a lot of fun. That would be fun, too. I'm pretty sure that was a Rob Bromley uh, replay. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah. Our fraternity house had a huge picture in the kitchen of, like, a, I guess a bunch of Lambda Kai's with the goalposts and nice. stuff like that, yeah. Nobody cares about your glory years. Oh, damn it. Forgot. <laughs> Forgot. My bad. My would, bad. Would you guys ever have... 
Lunch with your kid at school? Some dads did it when I was in grade school. I'd love to have lunch with my kid yeah, if, um, if they wanted me. We, uh, I think I'm going to do that. Like you, Duke has a, uh, what, you, what you call it? Like a... Um, Father? Yeah, basically they have like a classroom Daddy help, day lunch. helpers. And I'll probably do that. This okay. By the way, great. I learned yesterday that Eastern Pekin is doing elementary through high school free breakfast and lunch for every student. Nice. Pretty cool, right? Isn't that what public schools do or no? Well, not at Pekin, no. Lots of them do. Well, that's nice, though. Good. Good Good to hear. I need Gil and Scoots to make a spoof music video to Tyler's new song, just two old boys mowing the grass for each other. With each other. For each other. Yeah. And with. Well, you all don't do it together, though. That's true. Well, one of us usually does yard work while the other's cutting. Can you talk about why Goodman and other media hate Calipari's? Because they don't have access. If Calipari yeah. called Jeff Goodman today and they, like, hash things out, and then over the course of the next few weeks, like, Cal... If I was Cal, I'd just kind of mess with people and do this every so often. But it, it, but that's why. If Cal just started, like, leaking info to him, the tune, uh, Jeff Goodman's tune would change so quickly. It'd be freaking <laughs> hilarious. He'd make that puppet dance like there was no tomorrow if he I'm, wanted to do that. But last... it's all about access. And when people get access or don't have access or get access taken away, they act like babies. I still remember him being upset that he either didn't get a pass or some people were on the floor back when they had four media seats and he was upstairs. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. remember that as well. All right. We didn't finish the text line. We lied. We definitely will finish it tomorrow. I'm not so uh, not not too worried about that. The last text says that we're going to get to today says, recruiting, there's luck in every recruitment. That's my whole point is that like they act like once Bob Huggins was fired, Trey Mitchell just had to go to Kentucky. He couldn't go anywhere else. 99% of schools across America would have welcomed Trey Mitchell in with open arms. Just so happens there was a Pittsburgh connection there. So it all worked out well for UK. All right, everybody, have a great Wednesday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We will wrap. I promise you we'll finish the text line tomorrow. We'll get right into it. Working on maybe a fun little segment as well for KRC, which I think people will like. we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. This is Kentucky Roll Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Have a great day.